Hey everybody, welcome to episode four on December 4th of the Ramblin' Pod. I am your host Karen and thank you for joining me on this chilly December evening. We have a lot to go over, um, so I'm going to put up the list on one of these sides. Uh, this is the first episode since launching uh, uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts, so in, in turn it will go out to my favorite podcast app, Overcast. So that was really cool. I was surprised that Apple approved the podcast, honestly, because, and, and I hope that the, saying the next sentence I'm going to say doesn't uh, put that in jeopardy, but I have a, you know, the end of the podcast always features a very famous copyright uh, protected song, so it's only a few seconds, and it's all in good fun, so, you know, laws smalls. Man, I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> So anyway, let's get to... We have so many topics. I mean, look at this list. I don't know if it's on this side or it's on this side. But it's long. So we need to get... You know, we're going to probably cut most of this out. All right. Ramblin' Video. Next topic. What is Ramblin' Video, you might ask yourself? Well, it is my new production company. Yes! New production company. Woo! Now, don't get too excited. It's right now, it's nothing more than ramblin.video slash ramblinvideo.com. It's, uh, it's my production company name that I want to make into an actual production company. And yeah, I was hanging out with some friends about a few, I think it was maybe like three weeks ago. And I showed them the wedding video, and they thought it was great. I want to build a professional-looking front to that. I don't want it to just be Karenish.com. And, you know, while Karenish.com has been great as a personal portfolio and sort of my home on the web, I want to be able to, you know, get, give a good impression to a company um, that might want to hire me. So right now I'm doing my research and I'm trying to figure out like, you know, legally what's all involved. You know, uh, do I have to start my own like LLC? I, I know nothing. So if anyone has any advice about, you know, being a freelancer, you know, what's the difference between just being a freelancer versus actually starting your own company? I have a lot of research to do, but I did do the most important thing already, and I registered ramblinvideo.com and ramblin.video. I need to still do the logo and actually build a website at those domains or have those domains pointing to an actual website. So, yeah, watch out for uh, for that. All right, we have so much to cover, and I'm only like four deep in this. All right. Uh, Thanksgiving in Texas. So, went to went to San Antonio for Thanksgiving with the fam. It was great, and took the drone out there because I know that the kids love the drone. And with the Mavic, it's so freaking tiny. It's just the best to travel with. But so I, I took the drone out there, and then my sister's kids. But they were all hanging out in the backyard with me when I was flying it, and I did this uh, boomerang flight path where 
you have your subject in the middle, which was me and the kids. And then you kind of like in a controlled way, like go up and back. And then when you take the video that you recorded into Premiere or, or Final Cut, you speed up the middle part. And so you start with yourself in the frame and then it slowly comes back for a couple seconds and then it zooms up and out really fast stops at a you know point b and then reverses and comes back and it turned out you know pretty decent and it was an it was an interesting project i had never tried one of those before and i think it i think it was a solid b if i had to grade it there's definitely um room for improvement first the flight path that i did was not the most interesting I wish I could have reset and done it again because uh, I at the at the top most at the highest point you really it, there was really nothing up there because I had the gimbal tilted down so you couldn't see the horizon you just saw you know a bunch of trees in the distance uh, but I think it was a good first attempt and then also I screwed up the editing part I uh, I when I exported it on like the sixth try. I exported it with one black frame at the end. And I think I was just like done working on it. I like was like over (laughs) working on it. So I just uploaded it to Instagram. And the way Instagram videos work is they'll loop. And with these boomerangs, that's really cool because since you start, since you end where you started, it looks like it's one continuous loop, even though it's looping over and over again. So there's a little black frame that uh, happens at the end of each play, which, you know, are, you know, are most people going to notice that? Probably not. But to me and to anyone who like knows video stuff, they will. So <laughs> I, I wish I would have discovered that sooner after I uploaded it because because like immediately people started commenting on it. And so I didn't want to delete it and replace the video file and do another post because then I would have deleted all those comments. So lesson learned, but it's really cool. And uh, I want to keep doing stuff like that. I didn't take the big ca- my big camera, the one I'm shooting on right now, and I really didn't miss it. It wasn't that long. I didn't have that much time there. It was only, I think it was four days but I'm, tr- I'm still trying to figure out how I want to use the big camera when I'm traveling. Because I thought that it could be cool to like try that vlog life. But I'm not really sure that that's the life for me. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just not sure that I, I want to be recording my life like that. And I don't know if I'm like, not really feeling it right now because either you know is 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 vlogging just not for me or have I not tried hard enough at it and it it could be a little bit of both I think and so I'm just trying to figure out like when I bring that when I bring my big camera what what is it that I am trying to accomplish with shooting because I, I think every time I brought my camera on trips it's been a lot of like just spraying as much as I can out there with shots and then when I go back to edit stuff I'm using like a very small percentage of that which is cool because I get to make those videos but I also don't want to put that time and effort and that kind of distraction 
um, in my in in the trip when I could be like having the camera off and like focusing on something else that's that's cool and giving that one hundred percent. I want to be more efficient in my shooting. I want to like get a better percentage of like shooting versus stuff I'm actually going to use. So trying to figure that out. I'll probably cut this out. Uh, All right. Update time on Project Prolific. I don't know if I called it Project Prolific last time. But essentially, I think when I last left you, I talked about the solar eclipse trip video. And I had big, big plans to edit that in a week. And here we are about a month later. And while I did set up the project and have thought about angles that I could take on it, and I did, I have been reviewing footage, so it hasn't been completely no forward momentum on there, but I, you know, there's nothing in the timeline right now. So that, you know, did not go as planned. And refocusing energy... I, I have this idea um, how to start it that I think is really unique and will get people excited to continue watching. So that's, you know, thinking about that. And I think if I get that started, the rest of the project will flow. And I think that happens a lot, with, especially with these older projects, is I I look back on the footage. This happens all the time with On the Lamb. I'll look, on the, look at the footage and I'll be like, oh, this is garbage. There's nothing here. And then once I actually start, to, once I force myself... And like, I'm like, you know, you know, trying, like digging in my heels, being like, no, I don't want to do this. But like my better half of my brain is like, no, you must. After I like get myself in there and I actually start editing, I find little gems. So I just need to do it. I just need to get in there. So hopefully next podcast, I'll have a solar eclipse video to uh, share with you guys. I think another thing that maybe uh, has uh, taken the wind out of those sails was I shot a new video, which is cool that I'm shooting more, but also, uh, you know, took, that didn't take like, you know, no time. And that probably took a lot of creative energy out of what I could have been doing with the solar eclipse. But anyway, let's talk about that video. So I shot a new video. Uh, it's what's in my bag video. I think I talked about this last time too. And boy, oh boy, was it challenging. Uh, and so let's, let's go through, let's go through what's in my bag uh, and, and what went wrong, what I can do better next time. For anyone who's not familiar uh, there's, oh, also, by the way, we're, we're drinking a monumental IPA, uh, tonight. I just got a timber pizza and shoved it down my gullet and it was delicious. Got the Bentley with the spicy honey and the chorizo pepperonis, or I guess it was chorizo-onis. Is pepperoni specific to a, a special type of, of Italian sausage? I don't know. Anywho, let me just take a little drink right now. Anywho, what's in my bag videos? They are everywhere on YouTube. I love them. I am a huge nerd when it comes to gear and when it comes to philosophies behind what people carry every day with them. So I shot it, I think it was two we- two weekends ago. 
I got, I, you know, set up uh, a desk table over here in the corner. I used my keyboard stand as sort of a, uh, a secondary desk. I had this camera pointing directly at me. I tried to do, you know, sort of this overhead shot with my iPhone facing flat down over the desk. And I had a DIY uh, a lighting rig where I went and bought a piece of white cardboard and, and I bought a daylight bulb that I put my my uh, <laughs> nightstand lamp blasting into and it was reflecting into me. So I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. DIY filmmaking, I've got this. And it was just like a disaster. Like that entire apartment looked like a tornado had gone through it. There was stuff hanging everywhere. The The lighting rig kept falling. I eventually just gave up on using the new light bulb and the white cardboard and just opened up the windows. It just, it did not turn out well. Uh, the, the A shot that I had, the, the shot that was just, you know, this camera pointing at me, it was fine, but it didn't look great. Um, it was just very not interesting. And, and then also every time I, I was talking about something, I wanted both the A shot and the overhead shot to have the subject, which was, which would be whatever I was talking about, I wanted both to, to capture that subject. And so it had to be sort of angled right. And my A shot, I, when I was talking about each item in my bag, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see the item I was talking about. And the, the iPhone shot, because I couldn't see the preview of it, every, it was overexposed the entire time. The, the focus was off. It just did not work. So I think I'm going to probably scrap what I ended up shooting and try it again. I I I bought a C stan <laughs> that I'm actually using right now and it's awesome. because uh, it, it's holding that piece of cardboard, uh that white piece of cardboard and I have my desk lamp shooting into it and bouncing off of me. And I think I'm lit pretty well considering. So I bought a C stand that I can mount my my extra camera that I have, the the Canon Rebel. I can flip that screen around and then the camera will be a, a much higher quality picture and I can have that completely directly over because the c-stand is awesome it goes very high it's very strong so I'll be able to support that weight I'll be able to control the focal length that brought back the lens that I left at home that is for that camera so I'm gonna try it again I can take what I learned during that session and make it better next time. So it wasn't a complete waste. I learned a lot and uh, I'm going to do it better next time. So I think I'm probably going to also, uh, you know, my apartment is so freaking, you know, packed to the gills. This place is small and I, I am like seriously considering some major moves here. Like, you know, this couch right here that I'm pointing at, it's kind of in the way <laughs> of the biggest room in the apartment. And it doesn't have to be like that. We don't, you know, need the crate out for our dog anymore because uh, she's, you know, a good girl and, and doesn't need to be, you know, in a cage when we're not here. 
So, you know, and that's why we moved the couch that into that position because we needed sort of another space for the crate. So I'm thinking of like maybe moving the couch against the wall, maybe getting rid of some items, uh, you know, m- you know, moving things out into the bedroom. I don't know. It might get crazy. I, I might go on a, a minimalist kick and actually I've been wanting to do that for a while and just get rid of stuff that like, I don't, I haven't touched in years. (laughs) Like, we don't, like, this, there's a bike hanging above me right now. I have a bike mounted to the ceiling, and it's been up there for years. And it feels like the walls are coming in on me, and it doesn't have to be like that. So maybe I'll get rid of that bike and get rid of the bike holder. So running. Let me just uh, take a swig of a beer real quick. Oh, that's good. I have a love-hate relationship with running. So I really have been trying to refocus on running at least twice a week just to like start out. And in, you know, traditional Karen style, one of the ways I got myself excited about this is I bought something something cool and new to use. <laughs> so I bought some new shoes, some new running shoes, and they are the exact opposite of the approach that I've been taking over the last, I think, four or five years. So I I think when I, like, back in 2014 or 2013, uh, I was on a real, like, paleo kick, and it was all about, like, going back to what our ancestors did. So, like, you know, eating the paleo diet, and then, of course, very close to the paleo subreddit is the minimalist running, so the uh, uh, barefoot running and minimalist shoes. And I just, like, took that all. And I was like, of course, like, you know, the reason why my feet are so flat is because I've been wearing uh, shoes that have, you know, a lot of padding and my feet haven't gotten used to having to arch themselves because there's nothing to arch against something like that i'm sure i'm like butchering the summary there but i bought very thin soled running shoes ever since then i just really haven't been um feeling strong running in those vibrams and i wanted to try something new so i got some adidas ultra boost they feel good. They feel super spongy and my feet feel good in them. And my, I, ha- I haven't had any like major aches or pains. So I think that's thumbs up. I'll keep you guys posted, but I highly encourage those who can um, to take up, you know, to, to dip a toe into the world of running. Uh, bah, 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 bah. All right. This is awesome. I still got 30 minutes left in the recorder. I'm all the way to the last topic. Uh, for anyone who actually listens to this, thank you for bearing with me. I know that uh, I know that there's probably one person listening to this because I made her subscribe to it, and I I think I might have actually like pressed the button for her. But let's get on to this last topic, and this is going to be a shocker for anyone who's been following the podcast. But, drum roll please, I'll put a drum roll right here, I bought a new computer, yeah, it's, it actually happened folks, 
I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. It happened real fast, right around Black Friday. I was able to buy a new MacBook Pro. (laughs) I'm laughing because it's kind of ridiculous. So, For those of you who did not listen slash watch the last podcast, I have been in this limbo of should I buy a new MacBook Pro, should I not? I haven't really been that excited about what Apple's released for the MacBook Pro. And so I I dabbled with like building my own PC and going that direction and abandoning Mac OS. And I've also thought about, you know, oh, why don't I just, you know, maybe not a Mac laptop, but maybe let's get a Mac desktop. Like you'll get the power and you won't have the stupid keyboard issues and the touch bar and, you know, the insane price. And so I've been going back and forth and, and I, I just, I, I, Late last month, I came to the conclusion that I don't think I would be happy with a desktop, whether it's a PC or a Mac desktop. I take my computer to work. Wanna, I want to continue to do that. I want to continue to take my personal laptop to and from work. And, you know, of course, you can't do that with a desktop. You know, the port of, And also, whenever I go on trips, I like, especially if I'm shooting video... I like to be able to, you know, at the end of a day, take the footage off the camera and put it onto hard drives. And you really can't do that without a computer. And so I want, you know, you know, a powerful enough and, you know, maybe even doing some editing on the road. So I want a powerful enough computer to do that. So the portability thing, it, when I really thought about it, you know, it, it became clear that, it, you know, it's one of my priorities. And so portability was a priority. Power is priority. I cannot keep creating a million proxy files just to edit 4K video. It's ridiculous. And it and it took forever to take, you know, the files that I get off my camera, converting it to something, you know, less compressed that I can actually edit on, and then converting it back when I export it. It's just like the time that it took for this computer, you know, I love you. I'm petting it right now. I love this computer. I'm not selling it. I'm keeping it. Also, I don't think I could really sell it for as much as it's personally, you know, worth to me. It just was taking forever to do videos. And honestly, it was kind of a buzzkill when it came to the creative flow. So power, portability, and then Mac OS, I think is the third pillar that's a priority. You know, I everyone out there who might ever listen to this who thinks I'm ridiculous for being so loyal to Mac OS, I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous. But you know what? I'm old and I am set in my ways and I love Mac OS. You know what I I I I do I do love macOS, but I think the stronger feeling is that I don't like Windows. I don't want to use Windows. You know, even you know, I follow this guy online who has been a Mac guy for most of the time I followed him, and he recently went over to Windows PC. He built his own PC because he uses Lightroom really heavily. He has a A7R three. 
And he went through this whole long blog post. I'll link it in the show notes uh, of him building this new PC for Lightroom editing, you know, and how he turned it into a PC that he could use. He like did all these tweaks and stuff to kind of make it more like Mac OS. And honestly, if I did go that route, I would kind of follow exactly what he did when it comes to customizing windows. I just don't want to use it. So those three pillars, it's just like, yeah, I think I do want a laptop. You know, I want Mac OS. I want the, I want, you know, as much power as I can get to edit 4k video without pulling my hair out. And I want it to be portable. So, you know, the only thing that kind of fit those three is a MacBook Pro and a 15-inch to boot. So I think I had decided that before I went home for Thanksgiving and then Black Friday happened. And, uh, and yeah, so I ended up buying, and let me get the specs out here. I bought a 15-inch MacBook Pro, 2.9 gigahertz, 6-core Intel Core i9 with 32 gigabyte RAM because why the fuck not? Uh, terabyte SSD and the real reason why I pulled the trigger was they have those new GPU options, so I went with the Radeon Pro Vega 20 in the space gray. Holy shit, was that expensive? Like crazy expensive. Like. I need to call my bank and add this to my valuable property addendum insurance thing. Like, holy shit. That deserves a drink. Yeah, so... I think, like, the the only thing that I could have maxed out more would be to get the 2 terabyte SSD, which would have been, like, another $1,000 because their <laughs> SSDs are ridiculously expensive and if if the, you know what i've heard is right they're ridiculously fast and they're the fastest ssds you can get in a laptop so you know we'll see but holy shit was this thing expensive and another you know so it's expensive and the reason why how i justified it too was i had a coupon <laughs> from uh, this YouTube channel that like did a review. So I got $250 off of it right away. And then also the, the website where I bought it from does not charge tax for customers outside of New York and New Jersey. So when you're talking about saving tax on a thing that costs thousands of dollars, you save a lot of money. Like, I went to Apple and spec'd it out and, like, got the price and, and then, like, with the tax added on, it was just like, oh, yeah, I will save a lot of money if I bought it from this one website. And so I'm going to tell you where I bought it from because I also have a bone to pick with them. So I bought it from Adorama, which is sort of B- a B&H style website, but like not as cool. Um, I think they're even located in New York. And to Adorama's credit, I have bought from them. I bought from their used section. I bought a lens from them a couple, I think it might have been a year ago. And it it was not in the condition that I hoped it, it would have been when I got it. I mean, it was used. So like, I'm, I'm not expecting like a perfect condition thing item, but it, it, it just wasn't 
up to the standard that I thought it should. So I ended up returning it. And to be honest, like I expected more pushback from them. And, you know, they took it back, no questions asked, which is really nice. And I think they even paid for the shipping uh, for the return, which is extra nice because being doesn't do that. So, you know, I'll start with that. Like credit to them. You know, my, pr- my previous experience, while it wasn't a successful purchase because I ended up returning it, you know, uh, I still thought, you know, they were okay. Fast forward to buying this computer from them. So it's a new computer buying, you know, from Adorama. There was nothing on the description of the product that was going to, that, that, sh- that, like, led me to believe that shipping was going to be a nightmare. And honestly, like, if I lived in a different place, I might not be as worked up about this, but my building has a history of shit being stolen from it, from like packages getting delivered and then you get home from work or even like you go, you're home already and you go to like pick up the package and it's gone. Like it's stolen right out of the lobby. And also the last time that I got something shipped from Adorama, that lens they got access, uh, you know, it was either a regular FedEx guy or someone let them in and they just left it out in the lobby. And it was a lens. So it was like an $800 lens. I thought for sure that they were going to require a signature, but I guess they didn't. Um, so that was kind of nerve wracking. So when I bought this computer, I was, you know, kind of concerned about, you know, the whole shipping process, but I was like, oh, well, like, this is a site that doesn't charge tax. It's worth, you know, it's worth it. So after, and I was like, I'll stay home from work the day that it's scheduled to be delivered, and I'll just, like, be a hawk looking out the window, waiting to see FedEx or whatever. So I make the purchase, and I get the order confirmation, and a couple days later, I see, I get an, an email confirmation from Adorama that, hey, your item has shipped from the manufacturer. And, but then I was like, oh, great, that's awesome. But then as you read further, it was like, it's been drop shipped, shipped. And what drop shipped means, which I think they should like rename it because while it might make sense to them, it doesn't make any sense to a customer. Uh, they're like drop shipping means that you're the manufacturer is shipping it directly to you and we will update you with a tracking number when they update us with the tracking number and so i'm like okay uh, i guess i'll wait another couple days for the tracking number i'm assuming manufacturer means apple so i was like okay maybe it's being shipped from china so it might take a couple weeks but uh you know i wait a couple days I get no tracking information um, from Apple or from Adorama, so I email their support line and I say, "Hey, like FYI, uh, you know, I know that you guys said you're gonna like let me know as soon as you know. I get that, but just can you give me an estimated time when you think I might get a tracking number? I've had issues with my building in the past of uh, you know delivery people leaving stuff and it getting stolen so I'm really nervous about this can you let me know when you expect the tracking number to be provided and they came back and I don't even think really think they like answered my question they're just like uh, you know your item has been shipped and you will be getting a notification when we have the tracking number you know thank you have a nice day like complete like just 
corporate support line bullshit that like doesn't really help me or give me any peace of mind. So whatever. Another few days go by and I don't see any tracking information come across. So I email them again and I say, hey, like, I see that, you know, the track, you know, the, the, the item has shipped, but I have, you know, yet to receive tracking information. Can you please, like, look into this for me? And I get back this message that was like, the tracking number that was provided to you was not accurate. We are trying to contact the manufacturer to get that information for you. Thank you for being a customer. Sorry for the inconvenience. And I was like, and I responded back, I was like, okay, thanks for looking into that, but like, I didn't get a tracking number to begin with. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, this is, you're not answering my question. And I get a reply back. Like, they're very prompt. Like, they get back to you within 24 hours, but they never really answer your question fully. So that was... Uh, I think I wrote that on this Sunday. So, like, today is Tuesday. So, I wrote that original email on Sunday, and they were like, yeah, we'll get back to you in two business days. So, I was like, okay. If they don't... So, I was like, Wednesday morning. So, tomorrow morning it was the time when I was going to, like, go back to them and be like, hey, like, I don't know what's going on. I need to know when this package is expected to, like, deliver to my door. So, I need tracking information. And if you can't give that to me, like, I was... God damn it. Battery exhausted trying to wrap this up so i was supposed to write them back tomorrow morning if i hadn't heard anything back earlier tonight though so i was like okay i'm gonna write them back tomorrow morning this was me earlier today so like an hour or two later i get a call on my phone from the call box at, in, at the front of the building and i immediately thought i was like I wonder if that's my fucking MacBook Pro. But I was like, no, like, it can't be. It's something else. Like, it's someone else's package, and they're just dialing the first number that they see. But then, so I ignored the first call call box call. But then immediately after, the call box calls again. And I'm like, I just need to answer this. So I answer it, and it's DHL. And they have a package for me that requires a signature, and he can't leave it. Um, because it's from Apple. And I was just like, mother fucker. Like, first off, props to DHL, though, because, like, the guy who I talked to was really nice. He was like, so, is anyone home that can come outside right now? I was like, no. He's like, well, I'm gonna have to bring it back tomorrow. And I was like, okay, that's fine. He's like, what, are you gonna be home tomorrow? And so, like, we worked it out. But motherfucking Adorama. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's Apple who's being the douchebag and not giving them tracking information. Or if it's Adorama and, like, their systems are so screwed up that, like, the, you know, hand isn't talking to the foot or whatever that f- stupid uh, saying is. I don't know who's at fault, but, like, I think it ultimately comes down on Adorama because, like, I am their customer. And they are, they completely left me in the dark about delivering, like, a very, very expensive item. And I had already voiced concern about it being delivered. And I'm just like so fucking pissed. You know, hopefully I get the computer tomorrow. I really hope. It doesn't feel real right now. Uh, and I won't until it's in my hands. So 
you know, needless to say, if I can avoid it in the future, I will not be buying from them, especially anything that's like worth of any worth any value, because both times like shipping has been a a nightmare getting here. So on that positive note, (laughs) but, you know, let me know what you think, Uh, you know, leave a comment on the YouTube version of this or you can email me if you you go to my website, karenish.com. Uh, don't go to ramblinvideo.com yet because right now it isn't a website. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, uh, plan on doing another one in January, uh, maybe right after New Year's. We'll see, uh, how that goes. So, uh, I think it's about that time to say thank you. Um, it's been a great show and uh happy holidays to those who will be celebrating and uh have a very happy new year stay safe out there thank you and good night <laughs>